Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 42 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast with your host, Jeremy. Hey, guys. I'm so sorry, but between getting ready for the Experience Conference and me finishing up this install at my new church, uh, we did not get a chance to record our opening and closing for uh, this week's interview, but we wanted to give you some kind of content. So today, you're going to be getting our entire interview with Mac Brock. Hey, don't forget, uh, next week, we're going to be at the Experience Conference where we'll be doing a live taping of a Worship Leader Probs uh, podcast episode. Um, you get to meet us, hang out, and all that kind of stuff. And then also, too, uh, don't forget to like us on all the socials and uh, stop what you're doing right now. And whatever app you're listening to this on, um, go and just like and review it for us. So, hey, guys, we love you, and we will back uh, soon with tons of cool content and tons of cool interviews with some really great people. So, hey, enjoy this episode with Mac Brock. Well, Worship Leader Probs Nation, we are very excited to have Mac Brock on the show with us. What's up, my man? How are you doing? <laughs> How's it going? Y'all doing all right? Doing, doing great. Fantastic. All right, here's, here's where we got to start. Okay. Bro, your range Diving is ridiculous. Right <laughs> yeah, dude, your range is ridiculous. Come on, oh. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. I I feel like sometimes it um well I don't know it doesn't come in handy when you're songwriting because <laughs> sometimes you you kind of go in this zone where a song will have like too wide of a range and I'm like oh wait hold on I don't think I can pull that off consistently over and over again yeah Dude, one of my favorite things to do was like when I first started listening to Elevation stuff when you were with them. Um, the song for the honor. Yeah. Just trying to sit in my car and keep up with you. <laughs> like, yeah. my, my poor wife would get so mad and I'm like, no, I can do this. I'm going to do this. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We got some high ones. <laughs> Dude. Man. So what do you, what, go what, you got, what, do, what do you got going on these days? Um, well, my kids just started school. So let's go. You know, if you're a parent, you know, that's a very big, uh, it's a triumph. It's a reason to celebrate. <laughs> we survived this summer. We got through another one. Um, but yeah, I, I was on tour in the spring with Hillsong United, Amanda Lindsay Cook. Awesome. That kind of wrapped at the beginning of July. And since then I've been home a lot, done a lot of fun family stuff. And then, you know, I'm kind of picking back up traveling a good bit now. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good season, man. That's awesome, and man. I will just say your kids are adorable. They're the best. <laughs> Make sure you Super follow Mac. Cute. Make sure you follow Mac on uh, Instagram for lots of reasons. But one of those being his, your, your little girl, man. Yeah. I'm very aware, aware of like the reason, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I have music like, obligated to post about or events that I'm, you know, leading at, but. I know why people follow me on Instagram. <laughs> it's full of Cyrus and Harvey. <laughs> oh, man. She's so cute. That's yeah. fantastic. So, dude, we have got uh, five questions that we kind of take all of our guests through 
and and they're pretty simple and they go anywhere from kind of serious to a little more serious. Some of them are ridiculous, you know, so uh, just be as open as you're willing to be. Like I have shared personally, like I am not afraid to watch Wayne Calls the Heart when my wife's not in the room. You know what I mean? Like, so. <laughs> okay. So, you know what I mean? It's just bad. kind of be open. So we call them so the Frank bad. Five. And so, BT, so you want to start them off? Absolutely. So, you know, you're you're one of those guys that we all look to. We've been listening to you for so long. Um, but can you give us uh, give us a little background? Like, where did you grow up? How did you get started in worship and writing and leading and all the things that you're doing? Yep. So I, uh, my dad's a pastor, Southern Baptist pastor. So I grew up in the church in South Carolina. My mom's a musician. So I grew up, that's kind of the music side of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I grew up playing, you know, in, in bands and stuff, but also playing in like youth group. And so my introduction to worship music was through that and just kind of leading high school events. And then from there, um, you know, I did, I didn't want to be a worship leader for a long time. I didn't want to work at a church for a long time. It was just, uh, wanted to pursue like other, um, types of stuff in like the music industry and all that. But ultimately like I kept coming back to worship and God kept opening up doors for me to lead worship. And, he had the patience with me that even though my, I don't know, maybe I don't think my heart was like bitter, like turned off or anything. It just, I I wasn't like pursuing worship. I didn't really understand like Mm. how important it was. It was like a thing to do for me instead of like a heart thing, Mm. you know? Mm. And, and God had a lot of patience with me in that. And ultimately like (laughs) he didn't shut the door on me and choose somebody else. He just kept sticking with me, which I'm very (laughs) grateful for. And, Ultimately came on staff, uh, at Elevation Church, you know, early on in that ministry and kind of helped try to, you know, build that worship ministry and kind of what that looked like for a long time. I was on staff for 10 years. And then the last two years have, uh, been doing music kind of outside of it. So Mm. it's been a, it's been a, you know, looking back, it's funny because me and my wife were just talking about this recently that we don't have we didn't go into our lives or our marriage with like, all right, here's our five-year plan. Here's our 10-year plan. Here's what we're going to, like, we just never have done that. Even though we're hyper planners, we're very type A. It's, it had our, like our life hasn't looked like that. It's been very much mm-hmm. like season to season and the lo- and kind of trying to stay close to the Lord and being obedient to what we, we feel mm-hmm. like he's calling us to do. And it's kind of led us to where we're at now. Wow. So were were you pursuing a career in music before you came on staff at Elevation? So I really wanted to do I wanted to be on the business side of music for really? like TV and movies and stuff like that. So that's kind of what Okay, uh, so like what does that look like specifically? Like so, what like what what was like your dream? So for me, I wanted to be like a music supervisor for like a studio and so, okay. I, you know, I went <laughs> in college, like I went to LA for like a, a semester and was interning out there, kind of pursuing that route. And okay. I just got married, went out to LA. My wife stayed in South Carolina because she had a job. And it was very, you know, I wouldn't recommend that for <laughs> moving <laughs> the country right after we married. But we've always kind of been committed, like whatever it takes, we're going we're gonna to do it. And so I did that for a long time came back to South Carolina to finish school and kind of our goal was like, and then we're going to go back to LA and, and pursue that. 
and ultimately we decided to move to Charlotte instead and, you know, kind of when I first came on staff at Elevation, it was like a part-time role. And so it was kind of like, yeah, let's just try doing this and let's see what this is like. And and we really love this ministry and let's just born of that. And then one thing led to another and we've been here ever since. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, you know, everybody's dying to know how often did you arm wrestle Stephen Furtick and what was your record? <laughs> I did not have any arm wrestling with, uh, <laughs> with him. And I, but I could tell you that the record would not look good if I did. <laughs> so how, like, how did they find you? Was there a job opening and you put in no, for it? Had they? No, like I said, I, I was leading worship at kind of random events. And, and anytime that I, I was able to, I would still kind of pursue that and was doing a, it was like a youth weekend like disciples now or something like that. And he was the speaker and I was the worship leader. And we kind of built a relationship from there. And and that was right after he had started elevation and, and so connected with him. And, and ultimately for a long time, I would drive up to Charlotte to kind of lead on the weekends and drive back to Columbia, South Carolina. And, hmm. you know, shortly after that, me and Meredith just decided to move up there. That's crazy. So like, what were those conversations like between you and your wife? Like you thought you had this plan and this dream because like we have a lot of people that listen to this that are maybe vo- like vocational, like doing something else. And maybe the right. Lord is leading them like the, the, the worship guy that I serve with now, he came off the road, you yeah. know what I mean? And like kind of set the Lord had him set aside one dream to take him down another path. So like, what was there a wrestling match between you and the Lord or yeah, you know I, I mean? think for, for me and Meredith, it's all like, I feel like it's always a wrestling match, like with God and <laughs> Amen. Especially what, whatever he's like leading us to do usually is, um, not our first choice. And, mm-hmm. and it's something that maybe we, we struggle. I mean, even honestly, like when, when it came time for our season to be done at elevation, that was a wrestling match where it was like a mm-hmm. lot of praying and a lot of me and me and Meredith, we fast a lot, not like a lot, yeah. but, but if we go through decisions, like we know the importance of fasting and, and we'll usually take a couple of days here and there and, and say, let's set aside time to pray, focus, to, to talk. And usually for us, it's been when we both come together and we both have the same peace in our spirit. And so like, wow. even when we first, you know, I can name countless times, like when we first moved to Charlotte, but LA was kind of still in my heart, it's still kind of in her heart. Then ultimately like both individually, separately, the Lord gave us peace that that, like he kind of removed that from our heart. He removed that from our dream and and we felt at home at Charlotte. And so there's just, I don't know, we've had, those conversations are tough. I think it's important to be open and honest, you know, at least Hmm. like to be honest with where you're at, but honest also like with the struggle. Like, honestly, I don't like, this is actually scary for me to say out loud. This is what I, I feel like 25% certain that this is what the Lord is telling (laughs) telling me to do. And maybe (laughs) maybe as you talk about it and you process it and you pray about it, it'll become like 50%. And Mm. I don't know, 50% is probably the max you can ever get of like feeling certain (laughs) you're supposed to do something for the Lord. Cause it's, you know, you never know. It, It always comes with like a little bit of like hesitation or doubt or, you know, being afraid, but yeah, I think, you know, if, if you're married and you have like a, a partner that you can kind of 
spiritually aligned through prayer, through fasting, whatever, through conversations, that's such a good gauge, you know, that's such a good thermometer on like, if you're, if you're going down the right path, because I do find that, or at least in my marriage, it's been the times that we've both felt at peace and we've both felt, okay, this is scary. This is crazy. But we both feel like a piece to dive in and to do it. Mm. So. Yeah. It's funny, Brian. Um, it's funny thinking like, because God has gifted you with a really good voice. And I'm not saying that to like puff you up or anything, but like God has given you a voice. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, to think that maybe there was a plan where we would have not got to hear those vo- that voice, is <laughs> wow. which is funny because think about it. When we interviewed Sandy Patty, she originally went to school just to be a keyboard, like keyboard. It's like a piano. Wow. That's it. She didn't, she didn't think she could sing. Yeah. <laughs> and well, then she sells 11 million records. You know wild. what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm so, I mean, honestly, like it's a big part of my story. It's like, I am so grateful for the patience of God. Because, yeah. Because yeah. I really like not even like pursuing like tangibly, I was pursuing like another career, but like honestly, like in my heart, like in my spirit, I was like, yeah, I do not want to be a worship leader. That's not my goal. And even when I very first came on staff at churches, like at Elevation Church, um, I really wanted to pursue like the songwriting, the producing of our music. And then kind of worship leading was a little bit of like a means to an end to to get to do those other things. Wow. Yeah. And, and God just had like an incredible amount of patience and grace over me. He, he really, I don't know, allowed me to walk through that journey. And, and it wasn't until like my like mid twenties that kind of like the switch went off in my heart of like, wow, like actually being a worship leader, leading people in worship is the thing that gives me like the most joy out of what I yeah. do. And it's the thing wow. that I feel like the most called to do and the, and, mm. and I'm going to like run after that. And, and so the fact that, you know, like I said, the fact that, that there were a lot of other things that were drawing my attention or taking my attention and he still had patience with me. I'm really grateful for that. Wow. wow we are too, man. <laughs> we are too. Good night. I was, uh, before we jumped on here, my wife was asking me, so who are you, who are you talking today? And I was like, well, we're talking, we're going to interview Mac Brock. And, uh, we pulled up the CCLI song list. And, uh, I, I think they have you, you know, involved in like 160 songs and, you know, we're, we're going down through that list of songs and we, we know most of them, like, and I don't mean like we, we know we don't know a line from them. Like we we could sing large wow. chunks of all of them. And uh, man, one of the songs that that you were were on that has just rocked us and rocked our church. Um, I will look back and see that you are faithful. Uh, I will look up. Yeah, I will look up. And that's an old one that I've always loved. Oh my yeah. word, that is such a great song. Yeah, I will look up. I know I always loved leading that song. That was, uh, yeah, I remember like one of my best memories is like when we were doing pre-production and we were kind of like landing on how that song would flow and the, and the cause I love the lyrics of that song. I think they're so mm. special, but I also love they like are. the atmosphere of it and I love yes. the, kind of the energy of it. It was really an inspiring day for me. Absolutely. Like, that's not, that's not a casual song for a, for a congregation, man. That is like an all in, 
Yeah. Arms toward heaven. Let's wow, go that's for awesome. it, man. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, okay, so we're, I, I'm still on question one. But I... I <laughs> <laughs> my mom always laughs. Like, when I was a little kid, I was the kid. Well, why is that? What's that going on? What are you doing there? Like, I just... I start listening and I just start... All these questions come to my mind and stuff. And like... Okay, so like... Obviously, I've never met you before, but like I've watched a lot of your stuff on YouTube, whether it's your your solo stuff, whatever. It seems like leading worship is a very emotional experience for you. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's one of the things that sets you apart from some other people that lead worship. It feels like you're willing to be vulnerable to let people into what you're dealing with God in the moment and what you're feeling and seeing. And so, like, I just mm. so like when you go out on tour, yeah, and you're having to do that night after night. Yeah. Does that get taxing having to go into those emotional places all the time? You know what I mean? Like, does that get weary? Um, it's one of those things where I don't know if you've experienced this, but like, it's like just even leading on a Sunday, if you've got a lot of experiences on a Sunday, that's a draining day. Just like physically, it's just a long day. But the best way for me to describe it is like the experience of doing what I get to, or just doing what I'm doing is so energizing and refreshing that like the draining this aspect of it is kind of constantly getting filled back up. And that's not to say that I don't hit like walls where I'm just like, Ooh, I am done. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm spent. I need a break. Like I've definitely do all that stuff too. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, I've been, I've been a part of things where it's just like, go, go, go for, you know, two weeks straight where it's just like nonstop, nonstop. You are physically tired. You'll wake up in the day and be like drained. But then as soon as you get on stage, it's like that energy and what you're getting to be a part of kind of fills you up and kind of Mm -hmm. like your, (laughs) it's like your spiritual uh, caffeine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. 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 Propels me. And so like something like on a tour, yeah, I mean, it, it can be draining. And and there are days like, you know, there are days that you go on tour or you're about to go on stage and you're not at like the peak level of like where you wish you were emotionally or spiritually. <laughs> yeah. You still go out and do it and you still go out and you and you kind of, or at least I try to like lay it all out there, <laughs> you know, like lay it yeah. all out there and ultimately Lord will like meet us there and he'll like, <clears throat> you know, He'll meet us where where we can like. He'll meet us halfway, I guess, or more than halfway. Yeah, I don't know the. Love it. I, love, I think it's. I think it's important because like, I'm never a fan personally. Like when when like worship starts and everybody goes, "Hey, how's everybody doing today?" Because there's people that are like, "I'm having a terrible day." Right. You know what I right, mean? Exactly. Yeah. But even a as a worship leader, like I think it's cool if somebody would get up and go, "Look, here's the deal." Like, man, I had a hard week this week. And yeah, so yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give you guys what I got and then let the Lord just take it from there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you just totally. kind of go out and just, you know, because again, we, you know, we got a lot of bivocational people that like to listen. And so they're dealing with their job all week and then they hurry up and go to rehearsal and then whatever happens at home. And then they may have a couple experiences on Sunday and it's just week after week because there's nobody else that can step in, like yeah. finding ways to, to fill up your spiritual tank. Mm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's important. Absolutely. And I do think, you know, I do think that it is if as worship leaders, I do think that it's like, that's a killer job. One, that's a killer job, but also it's like a, it's a very, um, 
high calling. And it's a very, you know, it's, it's a, it's something not to be taken lightly. It's something that I think is like, uh, it's just very important. And so the, the fact that the Lord would like open a door for me to, to be a worship leader is like a high calling. And so I would say that like, I've had to learn, like, it is my responsibility to like, make sure I'm in a healthy place and that I'm doing what I can do. And that's not to say that some days I won't be high. Some days I won't be low, all that stuff. But I'm going to try my best to like work hard to be responsible in the ways that I can to make sure I'm just coming in at a healthy spot. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. 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 Because it, sometimes it's tough. Like, so my first week at this new job, I, w- I think I shared a little bit on the last podcast. Like, um, you know, like I said, I, I came in and thought it was supposed to be a system was done. I'm g- going to tune the PA, you know, set up the Midas console, like get everything and let's just rock. <laughs> right. And they were, st- they were, they were still pulling cable when I got here. <laughs> and so, um, so it was, it was Friday night about nine 30 and it was like, we will not have a PA this weekend. So we like, at a last ditch effort, luckily this church has, you know, we're blessed and we have a, a mobile line array. So we quickly threw out the line array, yeah. had a rehearsal Saturday. So we get Sunday after working 80 plus hours. And then first thing Monday morning, the sound was terrible. There was this, there was, <laughs> and was like, do you even know what it took to even let you hear the pastor speak yeah, this exactly. weekend? You know what I mean? Come like, on, Karen. And if you're not in those healthy places, you want to literally go throw punch <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a yeah. high calling that and you're talking about. Like that. It's stuff like that that'll push you to like burn out. And it's Absolutely. Stuff, you know, yeah. conversations like that or, you know, if you're doing that too much, that'll push you to like a place almost like the point of no return. And so mm. however you can figure out ways to like counterbalance <laughs> some of that stuff, <laughs> like you've got to. Yeah. Absolutely. Before I rabbit trail us anymore, let's go to question two of the Frank Five. And this one's not quite as like serious. Okay, so like, <laughs> let's say that your wife gets a phone call that Mac Brock was arrested, but not given any context as to why. What would be her first assumption? Oh shoot. Um, <laughs> I've got some good like some of my best friends. Trouble seems to follow them. <laughs> and these are like some of like my like brothers that I would like do anything for. And uh, so probably she would probably, there are certain, um, not to deflect blame, but there are certain <laughs> in my life that I know she would immediately think, oh, I bet he was with so-and-so. <laughs> and I bet something went down that shouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so question three. <laughs> question yeah, that's right. Give them to Chris us later Brown. and we'll we'll tag them. Yeah, that's right. Um, so okay, question three. Do you have like a funny, crazy story of something that has happened when you've been leading worship? Like something went haywire in a service or at a um, conference or whatever. Yeah. So I get this question a lot and there's not, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, there's not like this like crazy wild, like I can't believe this happened to me <laughs> once on stage. There's just, and I hate answering this question because I feel like as soon as I say that next week when I'm leading, something bad is going to happen. Like it's only a matter of time that like something really terrible happens. But I will say one of the, one of the <laughs> more embarrassing moments is I was leading at this conference 
And, uh, and I, I think that every worship leader can relate to this. That's why I don't feel like it's like super embarrassing, but it was, you know, in the moment it's like, Oh shoot, where I'm leading a, you know, a song resurrecting, which is like a really, you know, the popular right. song for us. It, it was a song that like I've led literally like a thousand times. And, sure. <laughs> and we like started, you know, we started and I go up to the microphone and it was after a moment there was like, you know, it was just like a very worshipful moment where it's like come out of one song, just kind of lightly start resurrecting. And it's just going to be like a killer transition and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Very, uh, <laughs> just very moody. The vibe is set. And for the life of me, I could not remember the first line to the, (laughs) and it just had to stay like, it was to the point to where I had to just say something to everybody. I was like, Hey, like, I do not know what I'm supposed to be (laughs) singing right now. (laughs) And thankfully it was a, it was a conference that was for like church leaders and a lot of them were worship leaders. And so I think most of them could relate and, Kind of, oh, I don't know. It's just kind of like a funny thing, but you know, <laughs> forgetting lyrics is always embarrassing, and it happens to me a lot. And so, actually, do you I like? work hard. I work hard to like know my lyrics, and I work hard to like, you know, memorize them, and to just make sure I'm like good to go. I, I try so hard to be good at that, but my brain just. If I'm not locked in right before I start singing, all right, what's the lyric coming up? My brain never goes to the default, <laughs> like where it helps me out. It's always pretty. So, rough. Do, do you go to do you um do you freeze or do you just make something up? In that that situation was so bad that I just had to acknowledge it. <laughs> I, just, I, just to, I couldn't I couldn't pretend like nothing was happening. I couldn't pretend like I was like in the spirit and just kind of you know. <laughs> worshiping in tongues for a minute before we start. So like I could, like it wasn't, there wasn't anything I could do. So I just had to acknowledge it. Um, there's sometimes where I'll just kind of, I don't know, I guess like gloss out. I don't know, like just get off the mic for a second and let, <laughs> let the quote unquote people take that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let me hear you. Uh, <laughs> there, there are tips and tricks that you've learned along the way, but yeah. usually, usually, I mean, I never pull it off. I never, uh, if I forget a lyric, you're going to realize that I forgot a lyric. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I'm like, not smooth like that. Everybody would know at the beginning of resurrecting, just stand there for a second and be like, okay, church, just sing this to me. And just kind of like, listen. Oh, <laughs> right. There we are. There we are. I think eventually so either someone started singing or maybe they, they had the confidence monitor up in the back that had like lyrics pop up. <laughs> Something happened to I was like, oh, yeah, okay, now I know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's fantastic. All right, here we go. This is question number four, and this is a new one. We've not asked anybody. All right. Oh, shoot. No, dude, I think, I think, I think you're going to be all over this one. Okay, okay, if you were God. If you were God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Okay, yes. <laughs> no pressure. What, what would the playlist in heaven be, and what would the playlist in hell be? Oh, man. <laughs> um, shoot. The playlist in heaven, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on Spotify, you know, with some worship playlists that I think he, he's probably his go-tos. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not him. You, personally. Yeah, like, yeah. If you're God, what are the songs on your heaven playlist and what are the songs in your hell playlist? Man. Because, like, I'm thinking, like, Macarena, hell playlist. Baby yeah. Shark. Baby Shark? Baby hell Shark playlist. would be a hell playlist. <laughs> 
the Barney song. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other songs that I really hate. There's not a lot that I. There's not a lot of songs that are like are just even fresh on my mind that I'm like I hate that song because if I hate it, I usually just avoid it, and it leaves, <laughs> and it leaves my brain. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some. I can't think of any songs that I like. I mean, the ones that y'all are listening off, I'm like, yeah, I hate that song. Yes, I hate that song. But on the spot, trying to think of some other songs that I think should be in hell, um, I'm I'm kind of drawing some blanks. Well, the Heaven playlist. Yeah, I mean, it's we got gotta a lot. have There's so many good. Do it uh, again. Well, you know, first off, it starts with Stephen Curtis Chapman. Obviously. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he he's like the the voice of heaven. Uh, oh, but yeah, there's so many. I don't know. There's so many good worship stuff <laughs> happening right now, like in the church. That would be a, a wide variety of it. That's, That's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> no, it's true though. Like, there's not. Yeah. Me. So me and my wife, like, just recently. Uh, set up our house like to where we can play music throughout the house yeah you know it's not just like mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. one speaker uh and so we've just been having like worship music kind of like going on throughout our house and there's something about even that like like i'm, I'm a worship leader but i'm also like a worship music fan like i just like love worship music mm-hmm. and and i think just even i don't know just even having like worship music that's kind of like flowing through the house like it, it can just kind of changes the vibe it changes like it what changes what's going on in your house and so i'm not <laughs> saying you know i guess like i definitely have like favorites or, or or things that i'm like more drawn to but in general like i'm just a fan of worship and i'm a fan of that music those songs yeah nice 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 old okay old school delirious would be a top oh yeah there you go there you go yeah like some of those songs, those are the songs that like, I like learned how to not even be a worship leader, but just learn like what a worship song was. Mm, that's right. S- Sonic Flood too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So this is the last question. Number five, if we could, if we had a massive arena someplace and we could gather like every worship leader and all their volunteers and every production person, and we, we got them all in one place. And we we gave you a microphone. What what would you say to that group of people? Hmm. I think probably the big the first thing that I would say is that your role and what you do is not who you are and you're a, you're a person and the people on your team are people. And I think that sometimes in, in just ministry and I'm sure like in the, you know, normal, normal jobs are are the same way. It's so easy to get distracted of like that person is, they serve in that role and that's kind of where they start and stop Mm -hmm. or, you know, that's, that's where they're meeting my needs as a leader. So that's how I see them. I see him as guitar player one. I see him as drummer, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. instead of see him as, you know, Jeremy, see him as Brian. 
And, and that's just something that's been really on my heart, you know, for a long time, but it's something that I try to just try to help like communicate as often as I can that like, man, life is so big and the world is so big and, and, and what we do is so important, but it can never trump like people and it can't trump like, you know, just like loving on people and loving on your team members and loving on your, you know, your staff and, and the people that you lead and, and, and the people that you are under their leadership, you know, and just, um, you know, I know that that's like such a broad thing to say. It's like a very like wide umbrella, but I do think that it is important for us to remember that as we lead teams and as we, you know, kind of are all in this together and doing this and doing this together. It's going to be messy. There's going to be mistakes along the way. But if you're dealing with people that like you actually have relationship with and you have community with life with, and you can get through so many different seasons together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amen. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's really great. good. That's great. So what's it like for you? Like, so you've been away from elevation for what, two years now? Yep. Okay. So like, I like, so like me, I'm, I'm recently have left a church. I served down for 10 and a half years, attended for 28 years. Wow. And then you see like pictures of stuff and you're like, Oh, wait a second. Why'd they do that? Like how, how is it for you? You spent 10 years building this beautiful baby that was like elevation worship. Yeah. And then they start coming out with songs and stuff and you're like, Oh, like, is it tough to like, go, Ooh, why'd they do that? Or, you know what I mean? Or is it, you know what I mean? Like, what's that like for you watching? Like, yeah. I know it has to be freeing and exciting getting to do your own thing, what God is calling you to do. But then to look back at this thing, you probably paid a flesh, to, a pound of flesh to help build and yeah. seeing it kind of, Man, I think that um, I think that what they do is still is, is like so strong and, and so good, and um, and the people, you know, the the people that I worked with for for years, and and, and you know, uh, like produce records with and wrote songs with and stuff, like they're still crushing it. And so, you know, in some in some aspects, it's like. Uh, really like proud you know proud that like i don't know like i don't even know how to say it but just like what they're doing is still like at the top of the you know it's still like they're still at the yeah. top of the game and so mm -hmm. um yeah it's like it's it's not i'm i don't think i've i've listened to anything or, or gone through anything and be like oh like why did they do that you know i don't <laughs> think i don't think i've experienced that yeah <laughs> okay i gotta ask you a question so do it again I, there is no, there's no song that we have memed more than do it again in a good way, <laughs> not in a making fun of it way, yeah, but yeah. In, a, in a good way. Like the Headbangers so, one, the Jody. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> so like, where, where, where does a song like that come from? Like what, what season were you in and you guys got together and said, we feel like this is what God wants us to write. Yeah. So what, that what song, was, I mean, the, the seed of that song actually came from uh Stephen Furtick and Matt Redmond where uh Pastor Stephen was preaching a message that and Matt like at a conference in London I think and Matt Redmond uh you know which we had we've had a relationship with him for a long time. He was at the conference and and I think the the staple of that message was your promise still stands or God's promise still stands. And it was like, kind of like a repeated like mantra. 
And I think it was Matt that was, that texted and was like, Hey, that should be a song. You know, mm. that, that needs to be a song. And so those two, they, they're the ones that like started the song and it's for a long time. Like they lived with it kind of bouncing back and forth that chorus for forever. And it wasn't until, I don't know, maybe like six months or a year later that we were on a songwriting retreat that, uh, me and Chris kind of came along in with Stephen Furtick and, and kind of finished it or, you know, kind of put all the other pieces in place. And that's where we kind of wrote, you know, those verses and ultimately like the bridge, which is, you know, such a triumph and such like a victory, yes. like de declaration and, and like a motivator of sorts that, and, th and that kind of just, you know, that came from, we, we would take songwriting retreats often and, uh, and that just was one of the ones that came away from that. But that that nice. song as a whole kind of lived around like the atmosphere for a long time, you know, getting tweaked here and there and figuring out like, all right, well, what can we use this for? How can we finish this out? And so it's been really cool to see, you know, I love getting to see like the journey of a song and see how, how it comes together and then ultimately see like the impact that Mike could have. Mm, that's awesome. So glad it did, man. Yeah, dude. So in this and new season... This new season you're into, what's got you fired up? What's getting you out of bed? What are you excited about? Um, man, I, I really just like love, like I, I'm so grateful for what I get to do. Like I, yeah. I love leading worship, like literally like that. Like I love writing songs. I love being in the studio and doing that. But more than anything, like I love getting to lead worship and to be in a worship experience with people. I love the, the guys that are on my team that I get to travel with. And so it's great. You know, just kind of where I'm at right now is, is you know, I have a busy fall and, and there's a lot of just cool, I don't know, cool places that we're playing, cool events that I'm getting to be a part of that are ultimately like just good events to like worship God with other people. And that like, is like super, Amen. super Amen. exciting to me. Um, also, like there's a lot of songs that I'm on right now that I've been writing that I'm I'm really excited about that are it's kind of living, you know, they're in that like early do it again stage where it's mm, just kind mm. of like a lot of, of things floating around in the atmosphere of like, okay, what, what can we use this for? Or where, where does this fit in? But I'm excited about that and excited to see kind of even, I don't know. I don't have like this game plan right now. Like this is what I'm doing next. This is the album mm -hmm. that I'm making next. Um, but I've got a lot of songs that I'm excited about and, and ultimately we'll figure out how to get those out. Dude, I love it. And you're still rocking, dude. That song, I Am Love, kicks butt, Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, that song, <laughs> for, like that... For the Lord, of, of course. <laughs> yeah, kicks butt for the Lord. Um, <laughs> that song has been such a... You know, it's always a little bit weird, like, when you're the songwriter, but you're like, oh, but this song, like, has touched me too, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But but that song, it, that is true. That You know, and I wrote that song with a couple of uh, good friends, and and so I feel like I can divert some of that you know a lot of that credit to them but yeah. ultimately like that song is, has been such a man been such a ministry to me um i love yeah. getting to lead it but i also have just like loved getting to sing that over mm. myself mm. to sing that over my kids it's been a it's been a good one so thanks for saying that yeah dude well, Mac, thank you so much for coming on, bro. Seriously. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank this you. Is so fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. We've been we looking to forward it. to this for a long time. Yeah, we just want to do different. Like, 
you know, I don't know. Just let's just talk life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, dude, seriously though, thank you. Um, is there anything that you want people to know about that you got coming up or anything like that? Or, um, I mean, I'm doing sing along tour with Phil Wickham. In- oh, <laughs> come on! About Phil Wickham. Please tell me you're coming to Indy with that one. Kim Walker Smith. Uh, I oh. think I'm West Coast right now, but um, kind of the reception so far has been really, really good. And so that's in November, and hopefully we'll try to figure out a way to bring it to the East Coast or just other Let's parts. Go. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, those nights are really awesome. They're like, it's such a cool experience. So I'm really excited about that. And um, apart from that, I'm, you know, you can see like catch up with anything that like I'm doing on Instagram and yeah, Facebook, all that stuff. So make sure to follow. And we always tell people anybody can stream, but go download. Yes, mm. go, buy it. go the, buy it. Go buy it. Go buy some Mac rock that. music today. Yeah. Yep. Any doink can just just play it on on Spotify. But a real true lover of music. Exactly. Would buy yeah. it. buy that yeah. stuff, man. Come on. <laughs> 